Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Poofs and Gridiron. I'm Akhil. I'm Ashish. And on this episode, we're joined with Yash and Aman. Um, Yash is j- joining from Hyderabad, and Aman's calling from Bangalore, like the rest of us. Uh, you guys want to introduce yourselves a little bit? Yash, you want to start? Hey, guys. Uh, I'm Yash. Uh, I mean, like, as far as basketball goes, I'm a LeBron fan primarily. So by extension, currently supporting the Lakers. Um, and like I study in Hyderabad, I guess that's about it. <laughs> All right, Aman, you want to, what team do you support? Blah, blah. Okay, so um, I'm a diehard Warriors fan. Pro- I'm not on the bandwagon. Like the first thing that uh, when I met Ashish for the first time, when we were playing basketball downstairs, he would uh, uh, always call me bandwagon fan. Um, I don't know. I mean, so the reason why I initially started supporting the Warriors was because I was born in California. That was a simple um, excuse to support them. But then after that, um, why I really started supporting them was because of Steph Curry. He's mm-hmm. my um, favorite player. So um, 27th Feb 2013 was when I had watched his first match um, in person. And that was at the Madison Square Garden when Damn. he had his 54-point game. And um, watching that, that game when he scored the... 11 um, three-pointers was when I basically um, jumped on and like I really really um, love the guy and mm. um, in general yeah because of Curry um, I'm a big Warriors fan because of Curry and uh, I've played basketball throughout school but not at a very professional level mm. and um, I and I've pursued it at um, NYU as well where um, we'd taken part in the intramurals and we'd won at the finals so it's been a good uh, experience at college as well. Um, okay, wait, Yash, again, out of curiosity, since you're a LeBron fan and diehard LeBron fan, um, small segment, we're going to make a larger episode about this, but Jordan or LeBron, who do you like more? Um, so what I'd say is that um, currently, obviously, I'm a LeBron fan. Um, again, in the, in the debate of, or like for the GOAT, um, I'd say Jordan wins that one. Um, in fact, I'd probably go Jordan, Kobe, and then LeBron. Um, purely for the reason that um, those two have that different level of that killer mentality mm-hmm. um, and the ability to be switched on at like every single point of time in a season when they want to be, which LeBron has never shown consistently throughout his career, if we're being honest. Yeah, but some people say, or some people may argue, that Jordan had a lot more superstars on his team than LeBron had on his team. I disagree with that completely. Listen, man. Again, it's a longer episode, but I'm just it's solely out of making conversation with Yash because he's a LeBron fan. And I will say that Le- like Jordan had a lot more superstars on his team than LeBron did. He had Pippen, he had Dennis Rodman, and you know, and Steve Kerr was an exceptional three-point shooter. He had Paxson as well. So considering all this, and so that's what a lot of LeBron fans say that when he was when he beat the Warriors, he didn't necessarily have as strong a team as Jordan did when they went on that run. So, um, so I mean, like, if you look at it that way, I mean, okay, yeah. So LeBron's uh, t- championship-winning team uh, when he was with the Cavs and they beat the Warriors wasn't as stacked as um, as some of the uh, Bulls teams that uh, Jordan won with. But then when you look at it over a period of time in terms of both the competition that he had and the competition that LeBron had, for example, um, when LeBron was with the Heat, um, which is like, I mean, like, everybody knows that was, like, the super team of the league at that point. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, that team underperformed um, compared to the expectations people had when they got together. 
um, as you know, 2011, the Mavs, mm-hmm. then 14, the Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call the Spurs winning an upset, but I'd still say it was like the performance wasn't at the level that people expected it to be when the super team was formed. And um, I mean, as opposed to that, when you look at Jordan, um, those two stretches of three straight championships that he had, um, especially with the second one coming after a year and a half or so off from the game, mm-hmm. um, I think that's just a different level of, or like a different level of greatness for a player to be able to do that. Mm. All right. And um, Aman, because you're a Warriors fan, do you think the 2016-17 Warriors or the 2017-18 Warriors are the greatest super team to ever play the NBA? No, I wouldn't believe so. I mean, um, it's pretty obvious. I mean, I would agree that the Bulls um, were the best team um, that has played. But um, on the other hand, they're very, they're two very, very different eras of basketball. And um, the game has changed a lot over time. So um, I feel like comparing the two eras is a little hard. So, but however... That team itself, that legendary team of Jordan, was definitely, according to me, better than the current Warriors. Solely because Jordan was that good. See, mm-hmm. Akhil, the difference between you and Amman is that he's not delusional. Both <laughs> you guys are Warriors fans, but you know. <laughs> hey, I <laughs> anyway, backed my yeah. argument up with stats. I had everything behind it. That super team solely consisted of Jordan. And right. we're not getting into this again. I All think right, we have a better segment on this episode. Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. So moving on to said better segment. Um, Yash and I haven't already caught up with this, but to uh, get the listeners up to speed. So I don't know if you've seen this, but um, what, was it ESPN? Uh, yeah. The, yeah, I think ESPN released um, a couple of things, okay, which, we're, which we'll talk about in the episode. And these couple of things included the ultimate NBA player, which is basically... Um, a series of like it's basically multiple categories that they put the best NBA player that best fit that category. So you had categories like clutch, you had handles, you had mid range, you had basketball IQ. These kind of yes. categories will be there on the cover art. <laughs> Alright, go for it. So I think the way we should do this is um we I I'll I'll give you guys a category and you guys give me the player that you guys picked. Yeah. Alright. Okay. So starting off with clutch, who would you guys have? Uh, Ashish, you want to start? Yeah, I had Kyrie Irving. Dang. All right, Yash. <laughs> uh, so I had Lillard and like, um, I mean, there's like a reasoning behind it, which I guess we'll right. get into a little later. Yeah, exactly. And Aman? I had Luka Doncic. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow, that's we interesting. Had... And I, I okay. had, I had Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, right. So I think like the first person I ask is Aman about why he had Doncic, because. Yeah, that's the one I'm kind of taken aback. Yeah. I mean, so he's definitely a comparatively newer player, but I mean, uh, when I was looking at the stats in general, it just shows that how dominant the guy has become in crunch time. Like when he's um, so currently he's leading all the players with 16 shots to tie or to take the lead in the final five minutes um, in a general clutch situation. He's shooting 24 for 46, including eight for 21 on threes, mm-hmm. and. That's good for about 61% of the field goal percentage, which gives proper weight to the three-pointers. And this places him in quite historical territory in general because um, there are only seven players who've done this before him. And those players are in the Hall of Fame. Jordan, Kevin Durant, LeBron. Um, And in general, in the season, in his previous season, he had a better clutch than anyone in the... And the tricks that he would use 
the buzzer beaters that he had um he would basically just topple the game defense structure in general and he's he's in general he might not be the most explosive athlete and he may be like it may be i mean in general he's not, he's not as athletic as athletic as a lot of the uh, nba players so but in general he doesn't have as much support i mean obviously porzingis came in later on but the previous season he didn't have as much support from um his other players as um durant lebron um and nash had when they were making the clutch shots that they had their usage rate was also a lot more than doncic and um in general yeah his overall usage rate was around 27.2 whereas it was um 35.8 for the others so this so this just showed me that i mean i felt that Don, he has a lot of scope to improve but he was definitely very 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 good in the clutch that's interesting I all right so my biggest problem with putting doncic right now is the small sample size yeah, because exactly. yeah otherwise your argument makes a lot of sense um yeah. i i put kawai because so i took a trip to um nba stats and went to advanced filters and looked at and contracted the time to just the fourth quarter and the thing i noticed was um kawai's net rating was around 5.6 or something for the 2018-19 season and especially when he played for the spurs it was like something in the 3.2 and net rating is like the difference between offensive rating and defensive rating so in the last quarter when it came to crunch time he wouldn't only show up offensively to put points on the board but he'd he'd also show up defensively to restrict teams from getting points up on the board during that crunch time for me clutch isn't just scoring points clutch is drawing your team to victory through offense and defense and so keeping that up keeping a pace above 93.0 94.0 and um field goal percentage was above 60% uh i just feel like and his again his iq during the last quarter and his drive to score and to win i feel like that w- that's what makes kawhi and i mean we've seen this what versus the 76ers that insanely cinematic almost that shot he yeah. had where it bounced on the rim what six times four times Four times, and like I mean, even before that, when he played for the Spurs, he had tons of clutch shots, and I just feel like that's what makes Kawhi, like with the experience as well, that's what makes Kawhi the best clutch player in the NBA. Um, yeah, you want to talk about Lillard? Yeah. So um, for me, I think uh, while I understand like all the arguments that you guys have put up, uh, for me, uh, what distinguished Lillard uh, from any other player in clutch time is his ability. to shift from being cold for the entire first three quarters or the first three and a half quarters mm-hmm. to suddenly firing that up or firing the intensity up firing the accuracy of his shooting up mm-hmm. and that's something that Lillard's known for like i mean everybody knows like the nickname dame time mm-hmm. um it only came up um because of his ability to turn it on in clutch moments and i think that ability to sort of ramp up his game um is something that uh, other players may not have when um when you look at it um just both from the eye test and statistically all right yeah then ashish i said kyrie because i mean when you think about kyrie's biggest moments they've always been you know clutch game leading uh, game winning or game tying shots like obviously the biggest shot he hit against the warriors to you know come back from 3-1 and then you have on christmas day they played against philly first he forces overtime with a tough shot then in ot he hits, hits two more three pointers in the clutch to turn a deficit into a lead 
And in general, when he's in the clutch, I think there was a season where he averaged 41.5 points per game, 6.8 assists per game in the clutch. Uh, and his offense rating during those minutes was around 128.8, and his defense rating was at 100. So he was really, you know, turning it on as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his, his tough shot making ability, I think that's what sets him apart. And during the clutch, you're usually taking a lot more tough shots than normally. So that's why I put Kyrie Irving up there. I'm I'm way more convinced about Lillard being a better clutch player than I am about Kyrie, but that's just me. All right, then let's move on to speed. Let's like take this thing a bit quicker. I put um, D Rose. I just think he has the fastest um, end to end with dribbling a ball. Back, I mean, back before his ACL, but even otherwise, even when he played for the Tims and stuff, I just feel like he had, like he has, he's packing a ton of speed when he's going from coast to coast, and you see how he outruns all the defenders, and he, I just think he's the fastest player. Um, you guys, Alman, you want to start? Yeah, I think it's De'Aaron Fox. Who, yeah, that's who I had. That's who I had. Yeah, same here. Uh, and, and it's pretty obvious, like, there is no competition over there because the man just has pure speed. Like, he's literally just defense and speed. And, like, all his coaches, all the... Um, everyone who's seen him play throughout college has the same opinion. They're all, like, he's a fast-paced system. And if he discovers... How to use that as a weapon he's going to become a very 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 good player in the future so that's why i think it's dian fox oh have you guys put the same dian darren fox yeah yeah and like what's crazy is last year and like this year around the same percentages but um 48.1 percent of his points were scored either off a turnover or a fast break play mm-hmm. and 57 percent of all his field attempts come with more than 15 seconds left on the shot clock so Damn. he's really pushing the ball every time he has it mm-hmm. yeah all right, three-pointer, Steph Curry, everybody. Steph Curry, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. Give me Kyrie Irving. Yeah. No way. <laughs> You're doing that with a soundbite. There is no, no way. No. Best three-pointer is Kyrie Irving. I'm looking at it in terms of clutch shooting as well. How can three-pointer is clutch shooting? Three-pointer is consistent through the game. Get, yeah, the, but- get out, get out. I'll, I'll, I'll kick you out. I swear to God. <laughs> Dude. Have you seen Curry's game uh, against OKC, the 118-121 match where he shot that buzzer yeah, beater? Yeah, you know, not even that. Screw clutch games. Consistently, you're telling me that Curry, with all the records that he set through his shooting, consistently, he had, what, 23-24 straight games with more than five uh, five straight three-pointers? <laughs> he, he He's, what, leading, leading, historically leading, like he's both number one and number two for most number of three pointers in a game, and you're telling me Kyrie Irving's a better three point shooter than Steph Curry. I'm not saying he's a better three point shooter than Kyrie, yeah, uh, Curry, but I would be taking. I would rather have Kyrie Irving's three point shot on my team than. I mean, Curry's. I just like. I mean, just to add on to that, um, Curry has a .6231 true shooting percentage throughout his career, and when you consider the percentage of his shots that come from three. Uh, that's fourth all-time in terms of true shooting percentage. And the only people above him are big men who shoot only inside. So, obviously, they have a higher sh- true shooting yeah, percentage. I agree. I agree. Curry yeah. is the... No, I agree. Curry is the best shooter of all time. Give Like, completely agree with that. But I don't. if I was taking an NBA player and I had to look at which um, three-point shot I would have, then it goes to Curry. If you're purely talking about skill, skill with if you're purely talking about skill, then yeah, uh, Curry is fine. I should, I'm, but I'm pissed, talking about who's who's three point shot. I would, 
You're a disappointment. So annoyed right now. I don't want to shoot a podcast with you anymore. I'm done. I'm done with your shit. Even this season, like he averaged. Um, again, I'm going back to the clutch for some reason, but. Uh, See, the season he averaged, I think, 0.53s per game during the clutch, which was tied for third in the league. And the percentage on which he was doing it on was much higher than anybody else. Because and he's this isn't clutch three. This is the best three-point shooter. Dude, no, no other player can shoot 402 threes in a season. I'm talking about the shot itself. So I'm not talking about the skill. Because if it's skill... No, this yeah. is the skill. I, I don't I mean, know. I, I, like, I mean, even Nash says that Curry is taking the game to another level and his three-point shot is the best with the... Exactly. With Ashish, the Ashish, Ashish, you're, be- <laughs> you're gonna... Uh, everyone's just clicking off our podcast right now, you piece of shit. <laughs> I just like Curry's shot better, that's all. All right, you know what? Right. I agree, right. though. Curry's the better. Yeah, shut the up. Best shooter your your opinion is now irrelevant. So now that we're gonna ignore <laughs> Ashish for the rest of the categories, I think we'll move a lot faster. All right, guys, defense, what do you guys have? I had... um. Okay, you know what? I'll I'll save myself for the last. Ashish, who did you have? For defense? Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Davis. All right. Uh, rest of you guys? Yash? I had Draymond Green. Oh. Um, I had Kawhi. Interesting. Who did you have? I had DeAndre Jordan. Oh. Oh, okay. Should I start? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay, so I, I had... So he, uh, he was leading the league in the 2017-18 season... Um, and in the 2018-19 season for um, for most number of rebounds for, per game, most number of defensive rebounds per game, and a higher and a higher defensive rating than and and the highest defensive rating. He's also has more more rebounds than like Rudy Gobert, who won Defensive Player of the Year. He has more blocks, and although his steals aren't too many, uh, he has I'm, I'm, he's the best defender for me in the paint, and I would have him over anybody else in the paint. Because he can get me the ball for defensive rebounds, and he can prevent people from driving in through the paint. And I think, like, Amon and Yash's and mine's choices, why I would take them over um, DeAndre Jordan is because DeAndre Jordan can guard really well inside the perimeter. But when mm-hmm. you have to, when you put him on, like, a small, fast player, like De'Aaron Fox, for example, or another yeah, s- no, yeah. slippery guard like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I don't so that's why, that, that's why, I, no, that, exactly. That's why I said in the paint, I'd have him over anybody okay. else. Like I never have him. Of course, I never have him in the perimeter. I'd rather this have is, any of your. This guys. is overall defender, right? That's why I yeah, feel like, like Draymond. No, but or, I feel like he restricts he, he restricts points better than anybody else. Like Draymond can restrict points, but a pick and roll will a pick and roll will leave that guy yeah, free. He can. He can. He can. He can. But like I just feel like DeAndre Jordan will be a lot more effective for restricting points more than Draymond Green can. Although Draymond Green's a legendary defender, don't get me wrong. But I just feel like if I had to pick one defender, I'd pick DeAndre Jordan. Again, because he can get re- he can grab defensive rebounds and he can restrict points, which is the only which are my two biggest things for any defender that I want. All right, I, guys. I don't believe that those are the only two things that you need to look at in a defender because, I mean, <laughs> the reason I chose Green first of all was, um, so I was just like this is uh, this is in a not a very serious manner, but if we had to compare Green with anyone. Um, in the uh, when you look at the breadth of vocabulary in game counts or words spoken per minute on the floor, Green would win in a slide. And but um, the reason why he's better than um, so I was looking at the comparison with Kawhi. Like um, Kawhi is definitely a better lockdown and perimeter defender, but Green is the best rim protector, um, and this is statistically proven. Like especially in the season where he won his uh, 
um, defensive yeah. player of the year where he defended 441 shots inside um, six feet last season. And um, he also converted um, at a 48.3% clip. And um, no other defender, including Rudy Gobert and Kawhi Leonard, had anywhere near as close um, a, a percent clip and um, a rim protection the way he had um, done so. Um, and also, uh, he's, his versatility is unbelievable. Like, um, although uh, he can, he basically has the capability to switch on anyone. And that is what has made Golden State what it is today, the hybrid brand that he was able to build. And that's what his setting of screens, um, defensive screens and offensive are what have helped Curry and Clay um, develop into the shooters that they are as well. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yash, uh, you want to? Uh, yeah. So for me, um, I mean, like, there's two reasons why I picked Kawhi, and this takes us back to two different years. Um, if we go back to 2014, uh, when he was uh, defending LeBron uh, in the NBA Finals, and as we all know, that was like the peak of LeBron's prime, and he held LeBron to um, 34% uh, per, uh, a 34 true shooting percentage and uh, 20% uncontested shots, which were significantly lower than what he was averaging both in the playoffs in previous seasons and in that season itself. And then if you look at the 2019 defensive performance um, that he had on Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, I think uh, that sort of cemented the idea that he can sustain his defensive performances over a large period of time. Yeah. All right, Yash. But like, again, uh, I was going to pick Kawhi, but then I... uh... But then I compared uh, DeAndre Jordan to Kawhi uh, in the 2017-18 and no, in the 2018-19 season, and DeAndre Jordan just like overall performed better, like in terms of rebounds and in terms of again defensive rating. But again, that's just me. Ashish, I had Anthony Davis because of the way, um, like he's been consistently one of the top shot blockers in the league, and this year he proved that he's more than just a shot blocker because typically when you're in a pick and roll situation. As a guard, you want the big man to switch on to you because you know you can beat him off the dribble. But that's not been happening um, this season at all. It's like opposing ball handlers have attempted just like um, when uh, Davis has been the switch defender, they've only attempted 32%. Like they've only attempted 32 shots in the 100 times that Davis has been that defender. And so that means that he's putting down the clamps even while he's switching on. And uh, for an interior player, um, he's been the closest defender to a thing to, I think, 498 shot attempts this far, so mm-hmm. far. And there have been 311 misses, which is crazy. So mm-hmm. that's why I had Anthony Davis in there. Okay, uh, quick fire round, okay? No justification needed. Who do you have for strength? Giannis. All right. Okay, I had LeBron, too. I had Zion. Even I had Zion, but um, I checked, like, statistically... Um, how the comparison between Zion and LeBron right now, but um, Zion hasn't reached his peak strength right now. It's yeah, usually not. attained at around 25, so ra- currently he's not, but he has the potential to be. And you know that... Wait, sorry, go on. I, again, he's only played like 16 games or something, so I just think he hasn't really had a chance to showcase that strength, but when you look at when he's grabbing balls and when like, when he's getting rebounds and when he's dunking the ball, just the strength and the ferociousness behind it, to me, makes him the strongest player there is in the NBA right now. LeBron's strong, don't get me wrong. I think he's the strongest player, but like, I mean, he's one of the strongest players. I think Zion may be a bit stronger. Did you know that Giannis gained 51 pounds of muscle since he entered the league? Curry also put on 
quite a few oh, pounds of muscle. I don't know. But like 51 pounds in context of like, yeah, I guess that's, that's, that's a fair bit. But I just don't think he's stronger than either LeBron or Zion. Okay, again, again. Um, all right, so quick without any justification. Best step back. Harden. 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 Harden, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay best right. okay, best athleticism. Athleticism. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Same, Westbrook. Yeah, even I went with Westbrook. Yash? Okay, I had LeBron there. Oh, um, dang. All right. Like, for, let's quickly hear this. I'm curious. Um, because uh, for me, uh, like, if you look at building the ultimate NBA player, athleticism mm-hmm. and strength come hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you have one with the other at the mm-hmm. level that LeBron does, it mm-hmm. creates a sort of different overall impact on an ultimate NBA player, which is why I went with LeBron. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Best leadership. I had LeBron for that. I had LeBron. LeBron. I had Chris Paul. Oh, dang. Oh, All right, yes, let's hear that. What? Really? Okay. So um, he's, had a fair, he's had his fair share of disputes while he was on the Rockets. But um, before that, uh, when you look at his time with the Clippers, um, mentoring a young Blake Griffin, um, and then when you look at what he's done with OKC this season, um, I think it's not wrong to say that they would have been nowhere near as good uh, without Chris Paul leading uh, that team full of people or like players under the age of 25. And I think that's a testament to um, how great of a leader he is, being able to uplift that kind of a team to the level that they're playing. But do you think LeBron had? Do you think, yeah. Don't you think LeBron had um, a fair share in uplifting a team when he got, when he went from the Heat back to the Cavs and he had a young Kyrie Irving, Kyrie. a young Kevin Love, and all, and he had to take them under his mentorship, mentorship and guide them towards plus, winning two plus NBA like championships. Right from his rookie season, he was the man. Like even on his um, right. Cavaliers team, he's always been the best player. In- like, I don't know. That's why I felt like he's always been in the leadership position. Right. Um, but uh, if you look at it uh, from a more broad point of view, um, it's if you just look at how likely a player is to want to play under LeBron versus how likely a player is to want to play under Chris Paul, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty like it's it's been very clear the last few off seasons that a lot of players, even Kawhi has vocally stated that he wouldn't like to play under LeBron for a multitude of reasons. And the same way what happened between him and Kyrie. And while Bron, oh, I mean, being a LeBron fan myself, I'm not arguing the fact that he's a great leader, one of the greatest for sure. Um, but in my opinion, what Chris Paul's done um, with the talent that he has around him um, is just on a different level. Is again, opinion. Interesting. Um, okay, uh, basketball IQ. I had LeBron. 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 Yeah, I had LeBron for that. All right. Okay, so we're unanimous on that one. <laughs> um, okay, so we only have three more that... Uh, yeah, we only have three more. Uh, handles, mid-range, and passing. And interior game. But, okay, you want to make interior game a quick round? I don't, like, do you want any stats for that? Uh, so, interior game, I had... Uh, wait, who did you guys have interior game? I had Embiid. Embiid. All right. Yeah, I had Embiid. Well. I, had, I had Rudy Gobert. Oh. Whoa. I had Jokic. <laughs> Jokic? Mm-hmm. That's... Yeah, Jokic makes I sense. Think... Jokic, I can understand. Uh, yeah. The thing with Jokic, though, is that, I don't know, like, in terms of skill, I might say he's better than Embiid, but at least in when it goes to scoring in the paint, I'd say, go, um, like, you've seen uh, Embiid's footwork, and at times it's really similar to the way Hakeem Olajuwon used to play, like, that yeah. dream shake he had last year, I think, I forgot against which team, and even yeah. this year, um, in the All-Star game, you saw him fake a fadeaway and then, you know, get right to the paint, 
I think those are things that Jokic doesn't handle as well because of his slower um, frame and like his um, his lack of athleticism that uh, Embiid has. Plus, Embiid's a lot tougher and more, you know, of a grinded out kind of player. That's right. why. Yeah, I guess I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, Yash. Interior. Uh, so, like, we're not talking about his rebounding and assists. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Yash. I mean, to be honest, when you when you look at um, interior game. Um, you need to look at it um, both defensively and offensively. And I think in that way, the positioning that Gobert has on defense plus his increasing points per game average is what made me pick him. As That's interesting. Okay, I, again, I think we just have to um, do this really quickly, but handles, who, I had Kyrie. 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 All right, cool. So, you know, so that one, mid-range, I had Steph. I had Kevin Durant. I had Durant. And... I had Durant as well. Ooh. Okay, so the reason why I had Curry for mid range is because his field goal percentages are off the charts. I don't think like he almost ever misses when he goes for field goals. Yeah, he, although field goals are are aren't too common with him, because he typically either drives into the basket or shoots from the outside. Uh, when he does have his field goal moments, especially like like um, uh, especially like near the free throw line or like slightly inside the three point line. Um, it's typically like it, it typically goes in, and he has a really really high field goal percentage. I think like 48% or something career. So, um, which is why I had him from I had him as my best mid range shooter. Um. So, yeah. Okay, Kevin, wait, Kevin Durant. Who who had Kevin Durant? Ashish and Yash, Yash, right? No, Yash. No, even I oh, Yash and Aman. All right, why'd you guys have Katie? Yash, you wanna go? Uh, yeah, sure. Um. So uh, when you look at mid-range game, there's two areas, 10 to 15 feet and then 16 to 23 feet. Um, Durant is a career 40% from 10 to 15 feet, uh, which is slightly above league average, nothing extraordinary. But then when you look at his uh, career percentage from uh, 16 to 23 feet, that bumps up to 46.43%. That too on 4.67 attempts per game. Uh, That kind of shooting percentage on that number of attempts um, if you take a statistical measure to average that out, um, it's crazy. And there's nobody in the league that's ever matched that. Even historically, he's amongst the elite there. Mm, yeah, and, I can just... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, to add to that, um, also, um, um, Durant is also better just because of the number of mid-range shots that he takes. So it's been like proven that he takes the most number of mid-range shots than any <coughs> other player um, because he doesn't take as many three-point shots as... Um, the best players do and um, also he has mastered the shot which is basically the one dribble pull-up jumper and his length and height makes it virtually impossible to block that shot so that's what has made his mid-range different from everyone else okay I can respect Durant. like now that I think about it I had DeRozan because he's always been featured on teams which rely heavily on the mid-range like right now San Antonio they're the team that shoots the most mid-range shots and mm-hmm. he's the key facilitator on that thing. And mm-hmm. I thought he was the one who had the most attempts per game, but I guess my stats might be outdated. But um, what I had was he was 47% from 15 and 19 feet with around four attempts per game. But yeah, I can see why Kevin Durant was probably the better fit there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And now, lastly, to conclude this whole category segment, which I think will have to be our last segment for the sake of time. Uh, so... Passing. Who do you guys think is the best passer? Yeah, she wants to start us off. I had LeBron. All right, Ashish. 
I had Chris Paul. Oman? I had LeBron as well. I had LeBron as well. All right, Ashish, because you're the only one who isn't, you know, you're the only one who's stopping unanimity. Why did you have Chris Paul? Uh, historically, his assists per game stats are like fourth overall behind Oscar Robertson, John Stockton, and Steve Nash. Like assists per game when I'm talking about that. And I think last year he um, he turned 32% of his passes into scoring chances and 23.2% of his touches lead to scoring opportunities. So I think when you look at the points that he's creating, um, most of the points that he's creating for his team are off his passing. And he's a smart passer as well. He, he has a very high assisted um, uh, turnover ratio when compared to other players. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the fact that he it's not just good passing but also smart passing that's why i gave the edge to chris paul over lebron he doesn't have the flashy assist that lebron ha- like you'll see lebron having but his passes are just good and they get to the point yes as a designated lebron fan and um you know and the person who's also says lebron like me and aman you want to speak for all three of us and defend why you think lebron's the best Passer. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so I think uh, I respect that the debate here is probably between Chris Paul and LeBron. I wouldn't put any other player in that conversation. Um, but uh, when you look at the position that LeBron plays um, as a small forward or rather now as a point forward, um, which is like the more commonly known word for his position now, mm-hmm. um, the idea that he can be eighth all time in assists while maintaining a 7.4 career average for assists per game. Uh, which may be lower than some other players, but um, the idea that he draws such a high level of defensive attention mm-hmm. is what creates open looks for everyone around him. And I think no other player uh, can claim to be drawing that kind of defensive attention, at least amongst current players, over the period of time that LeBron has done. Mm-hmm. And that ability to draw defensive attention is what opens up the floor. And I think that adds value to, not statistically, Mm-hmm. but um, to the idea that he's the best facilitator and creator in the league today. Interesting. Right, interesting. Now, again, uh, two quick fires, but best fashion. I had Russell Westbrook. I had uh, James Harden. I had Westbrook, too. Wait, Amon, who did you have? Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook, all right. Yeah, I'm definitely not the voice for fashion by any means. I wear one Under Armour hoodie and one pair of shorts every single day. <laughs> but, you know, I just think it's the most fashionable. All right, again, quickly. Business savvy. Who do you think is the most business savvy? Uh, LeBron. Yash, Aman. LeBron. LeBron, hands yeah, LeBron down. as well. Hey, we ended on a unanimous vote. That was satisfying. Hey. All right. Uh, this is a great episode. Uh, you know, this is really fun. I actually had a lot of fun doing this. Thanks for um, coming on the again, call. Again, no, Ashi, shut up, man. I still can't believe your three-point choice was for Kyrie Irving. But you know what? Whatever. All right, but um, thanks so much for joining us, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, Ash, you want to add anything? No, that's it, yeah. I, All right. It's really uh, great that we're able to tag, talk basketball you know, with people yeah. that, from everywhere. So, yeah, it was nice that you guys were able to come in. All right, All right thanks a lot. Um, bye. Bye. bye.